Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Richard Sherman said something that I agree with, and not just on the topic that he brought up. He said that the NFL hasn't done much outside of appeasing public opinion to combat head injuries and the concussions we've seen, of course, back in the news with the Tom Savage video and him being allowed to play again. I think he's spot on with this because the NFL to me and the changes that they make and the things that they do are driven by PR. It's always driven by PR. How does this look? How does this make us Mm -hmm. look? Will this make people angry or happy? And they never seem to get it right. And they don't stand by any convictions. So the stuff that they do when it comes to concussions, they want to make sure now that they are in a position to have people say, it's twofold actually, people say, oh look, the NFL is helping out the players by doing this, this, and this. But they're also trying to cover their ass so there isn't another large lawsuit which would require a large sum of money to pay former players that would say, hey, you didn't give us the full information. Well, well, of course, they are business-minded folks, and they want to cover their behinds. Yes, they don't want to be liable down the road like they have been for the uh, the concussion settlement that they agreed to a couple years back. So we understand that going in. This is a huge business, a billion-dollar business now what else do we want them to do to say they haven't done anything other than to follow public opinion or try to appease public opinion what else should they do we've got independent folks who are involved in the process of identifying guys who have been dinged and i don't use that term lightly but those who we may suspect have a head injury and they jump in there. They can stop the game whenever they want and they take the coaches out of it, the team trainers and doctors out of it. This guy can go in and say, hey, our, our woman, and this guy, person needs to be looked at. So that's that's being proactive. They've taken the decision-making out of the player's hands who is going to try to fool you each and every time. I promise you that because they been, have been conditioned to get back out there. So sh- short of saying – no, you're not going back in the game. I don't care if you've 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 passed the the test we have administered here in the tent or in the locker room. You're still not going in. What else does Richard Sherman want them to do? Yes, they've thrown money at the problem. Uh, yes, they can continue to find guys for certain hits. What else should they do? Give me some options here. Give me some 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 resolutions. What do you want them to do, Richard Sherman? I, I think they've been proactive, and I've been slow to come to the side of the NFL on this. And and, and the game, it's a physical game. We, we enjoyed the physicalness of it. I know I did. It's part of the deal. But taking the headshots out, yes, even though I'm able to distinguish between someone who was really targeting and, 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 and using the crown of the helmet as a weapon, uh, spearing guys, uh, I understand why they don't want any hits to that area. I get that. So short of... Just saying, you're not going in no matter if you pass the test or not. You can't go back into this particular ball game. 
What other solutions do they want? Well, they used to have a relationship with Boston University, which was the foremost leader in concussion research and used to donate money Mm -hmm. to them. And they decided that when a new doctor was in charge of it, who had been critical of the NFL, that they wouldn't be partners with them any longer. They've got doctors that still push their agenda out there about concussions, and they still dip their toes in the, it's not that bad for your water. So I think that's a big part of it. Now, I, I, I agree that, that there are things that they do that you would say it's a start, it's better than it was, but I think what Richard Sherman is saying is, I mean, is that is that stuff really working, or what are their motives? Now, you could counter that with, does doesn't matter what their motives are as long as things are getting better. That's a fine counter-argument to it. But I think what he's basically saying is that what the NFL does, they don't really care about the players, and that's what it comes back to consistently comes back to they don't care about the players the decisions they make are based from two things they're they're fueled by two different things it's to make people feel better about it and it's to cover their ass in lawsuits and if you want to tell me that they're doing this because they actually care about the players you're full of it that's more of his point okay well i I may be more apt to agree with him there uh, because you're just pawns in this whole scheme and you get paid well a lot of you do and and there, there are not enough guaranteed contracts for my liking uh, because the game is so violent and it's so physical. So I'm with you. I don't think they really genuinely care. You roll guys in, you roll them out. Now the superstars, they'll be part of your organizations forever. You know, those cats uh, that that have helped you amass championships have really played uh, in, in such a manner that has... Uh, put a, a shown a, a, a great uh, light on your organization, yeah, you're going to take care of them forever. They're about 0.001% of the guys can leverage their time with that organization for the rest of their lives. And, and kudos to them for being able to do so. The rest of us, we just roll in and we roll out. That's it. And, and so he may be corrected, but you understand that going in. That's why you see guys fighting to get as much sure. money as possible. But, but uh, that's a different argument, you know, and, and I, I agree. And I think that most players now do, and they make the choice. But I, I don't want to put words in Richard Sherman's mouth when it comes to this. I think basically what he's saying is... You're saying they're heartless. Well, yeah. And they, okay, they, they, and they I said I'm more apt to agree with you. Yeah, yeah they are. And they right. understand you churn them in, you churn them out. It's a meat grinder. Okay, mm-hmm. I get that. And you have guys, you stack your preseason rosters with guys, and you know they're just bodies out there. They won't have a damn chance of making your football team. And, and that's part of the deal. And and is it uh, is, is there something untoward about that? Yeah, but that's the nature of this beast. Uh, and, and so, yeah, there are going to be a lot of heartless folks in the way the whole move the drill mentality that exists still. Yeah. And I don't know the extent of the relationship between the NFL and the Players Association when it comes to this particular topic. Of course, they're on opposite sides of just about everything. But I don't know if they they talk about this a lot. I don't know if there's someone in Roger Goodell's stable that has been appointed to do more research on this or work with the players or, you know, when a guy gets concussed, he flies to that particular place and says, all right, how are you feeling? You know, I don't know if they feel any need to be responsible for that or that would help in the relationship between the two places. And I don't know what the Players Association is doing. I mean, that's something that I have to learn more about. Uh, the bigger issue here, though, I think, is it's it's just this sentiment that Richard Sherman, I think, who is the most outspoken person on these issues, but I think there's a lot of NFL players that feel the same way, which is that we are not going to get pushed around any longer, and we've talked about this plenty, and it will happen. I don't know for how long it'll happen, and I don't know 
if they will cave like they did last time very quickly, uh, but there will be a work stoppage. There is no right. doubt about it because well, these guys are just pissed off as hell. Well, they, they understand that if they're going to attain more leverage, they're going to have to uh, agree on a work stoppage. And I, and I get that. And, and you know, furthermore, to Richard Sherman's point, if they care about our safety, why the hell are we playing on these short weeks? You know, it's one thing to do it during the holiday season, which has been a tradition, but it's another thing to do it throughout the football season. Why do we have Thursday night ball games? You know why? Because this is a business. And, yeah, we say we care about you, but we don't, and we understand it's it's a huge chore to get your body back in good fighting shape after a Sunday contest and, and turn around and play uh, three to four days later. Uh, but So that right there is a contradiction to the whole player safety deal. Yeah, and I think that what the Players Association, the players need to understand, too, is the harsh reality that no one else is going to defend you or stick up for you but you. Now, there could be guys like us that will take their side from time to time. That doesn't really matter. But fans are not going to care. Owners are not going to care. Coaches, for the most part, might care about you personally. But really, you know, they're trying to save their own butt and and win as many games as possible. And if you're not there to help them out, then okay, fine. You know, I'll give you a call to see if you're right, but I don't really care. So the the, the only people that truly care about your well-being is you, you and your right. your loved ones. Yes. That's it. That, that's it. And, you know, there are certain coaches that, that care, but you understand, just like the conversation we've been having, how do you go back out there and play after watching one of your teammates suffer such a debilitating injury, uh, a potentially debilitating injury? Well, you're conditioned to go back out there. And these coaches that are, are hands-on with you, your position coaches, they care about you to a certain extent, and, and, and then they know there's going to be another one to replace you. That's well, just how it works. The reason this discussion is back in the news is because of Tom Savage and the mini seizure he had on the field, and then he went through concussion protocol and then got back out on the field. Uh, This is Bill O'Brien, Texans head coach, talking about the handling of that particular incident. With benefit of the video, which I do not have benefit of any video, there's no video on the sideline. All there are are tablets. There's no video. There's nothing like that. With benefit of seeing the video... Obviously, from my, my, my standpoint, the care for the player, I would have never let that player back in the game, and I don't believe that Jeff Kaplan would have allowed that player back in the game. I don't have benefit of the video. I did not see anything. Yeah, that's exactly what we said yesterday, uh, that, that they probably didn't see that, and they're not looking, and we had slow motion and zoomed in. You know, and that's why I thought that even though it's not his responsibility, that official that was standing right over Tom Savage could have gone to the team doctor or Bill O'Brien or someone on that staff and said, listen, this is what I saw, just so you know. Right. And you can be willing to take my word for it or whatever, but I'm, I have to give you this information. This is what I saw. So, and it, it's not in his job description to do that, but if, yeah. if, every, if everybody was chipping in to make sure that everybody was as healthy as possible, mm-hmm. that's something that you would expect to happen. And, and you've seen officials from time to time force a player to stay on the ground. Because they they know they are seriously injured, so uh, it's, it's not going to be a huge departure from what uh, we have witnessed previously from game officials, and and it doesn't have necessarily be a referee, it could be the line judge or whomever. You know, if they're in the vicinity of where uh, this injury has taken place, and, and if it's serious enough, they can put a hand on the shoulder or force a player to stay put until medical attention arrives. Yeah. Uh, so 
we will see if any improvements are made or anything else is done because of this. But it is very, very, very difficult to be able to assess these things properly. No matter how many checks and balances that you have in place, it's still going to be difficult. And I wish more people would stop screaming at perceived incompetence and look rather for a better solution. Right. They're, 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 they can't wait to pounce. And they see something they think is egregious, and they feel like they have all the answers. And just because you saw it, it doesn't mean that others had the same vantage point that you did. This internet today. What happened? Smack it. Disaster. Just won't work? And I they hate know. to bring it up on the air, but now I'm losing my patience. Yeah, you've been dealing with that for the last hour and 13 minutes. Well, how come you're not dealing with it? Because I have a surface. That's right. Well, I saw an engineer going there. Did you talk to Martin? He's not here today. Who's here today? Uh, Steve. Oh, my man. They know. They've they've known hours before we even got here. Still no resolution. But we got some cookies. No, 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 no. No. Is that what he handed you? Was a cookie? Yeah, he said we can't fix it, but we have cookies. (laughs) That's not true. (laughs) What type of cookie? I thought he handed you like one of those little wireless internet card things. You know those things that you. Like when we go, well, we haven't done this a lot, but when I've gone on remote before, they'll bring, if there's no Wi-Fi there, mm-hmm. they'll bring like a little 4G card of Verizon yeah. thing, whatever. Yeah. It was a cookie Mrs. Hand? Fields. You oh, man, repack. there you go. He's trying to pacify him. Don't think about the internet. Think about this cookie. Why are you getting the cookies? Right. Why well, I should get a damn cookie. Take the cookie. I don't even <laughs> want the cookie. Is your internet not working in there either? It goes in and out. Every time I try to find a story to make sure that I'm reading the proper thing. Like, I want to read a portion of this statement from Troy Vincent on abusing officials. I couldn't get to it. Couldn't get to it. Why didn't you ask me, man? I got you, dog. I don't Because then I got to have you Google it. What's wrong with me Googling? You'll be off in outer space looking at something else. And there'll be some sports radio. Checklist Slovakian tennis player. Well, that's not my fault. Yeah, I'm like Josh McCown. Man. Going one place and something else pops up. Are you... Are you making that up, or is that true? That he, to make you feel better about the internet being down, he gave you a cookie. Uh, three cookies. Exactly. Uh, one pack. Here's a cookie. But th- these they weren't separate things, not like, oh, by the way, I've got cookies. It was, hey, to make you feel better because the internet sucks, here's a cookie. It's like, sorry, kids, we can't go to Disney World, but uh, here's a DVD of The Little Mermaid. That is unbelievable. So we roll, man. Come on. Give him a cookie. It'll be fine. You'll forget CBS about CBS Sports there. Radio. I mean, think about trying to explain that. Like someone, I would assume there'd be a supervisor or somebody that comes along at some point and asks, you know, what happened? How can we ensure this doesn't happen again? Well, what was your process? Well, I checked the connection. I rebooted our internet system. Uh, I was still acting poorly. I made mm. a phone call to... Whomever is in charge of our internet, they told me to try a couple things. I did that, and since none of it was working, I got a couple of cookies, <laughs> and I handed it to the employees <laughs> to make them feel better about their situation. Yeah, check. Uh, here, here we go. In recent weeks, the NFL Referees Association voiced increasing concerns about official safety in response to a series of on-field incidents. The league has taken notice, and I believe this is the quote from Mr. Vincent, Troy Vincent, former player from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. We want to keep our players on the field. No one wants a penalty or an injection, an injection, ejection to determine the outcome of the game. In recent weeks, however, 
There have been several suspensions and ejections because of contact with and conduct toward our game officials. This is not who we are as players, as clubs, as the NFL, Vincent wrote. Hmm. So, uh, Sean Payton comes to mind. He came off the field and had some things saying he's he's drawn, uh, he's upset about a number of things now with game yeah, officials. Yeah, some guys from the bounty yeah, scandal. Yeah, a guy who was a defensive assistant. Who apparently lied and now he's hired by the NFL office. He was the main, uh, let's see, witness in the whole bounty gate situation. He's been out of the NFL. Now the NFL has, has hired him as part of their football uh, operations team, and so the Referees Association took issue with New Orleans Saints head coach Sean Payton charging on the field during a 14, week 14 loss to the Atlanta Falcons, and previously Oakland Raiders running back Marshawn Lynch made contact with an official and was suspended after the fact. So if the NFL is already handling uh, these incidents, why are you screaming uh, about it? Why would anyone want to be a referee, an umpire, or an NFL official? Think about this. I'm just having like this epiphany now. Why would anybody want to strive to be that? Because you're under pressure, for one, all the time. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes you. (laughs) Nobody. Now, I'm not saying that you take a job to be well-liked, but there isn't a single person out there that likes you. The teams don't like you. The fans don't like you. The players don't like you. You are one of the most hated people in sports. And on top of that... They dress you like a jerk. <laughs> you look like a putz, no matter who you are. Come on, man. You're dressed Wait. in stripes, Listen, they... horrible <laughs> uniforms. You look like a total douche they... on wheels. And you don't get paid all they that much to do it. Now. All of them are jacked up now, man. I'm not Come talking on. about their bodies. I'm talking about their uniforms. They, they make the uniform look better. And uh, listen... They're not all loathe. You like some of the officials. Some Ooh. of them are cool. You have a relationship. You play enough games. You get to know some of these guys. They're okay. not hated. All right, so some players like some officials. They're not hated. For the most part, these people are very highly disliked. I mean, you just read a statement from the NFL about how players have been mistreating officials so Two much. Incidents. Two. Okay. Two. Two more than they'd like. Two, they're not disliked as much as you might imagine. They definitely they are. are not. I never Nobody sat there and had a comment. I can't stand them reference. Never. Okay. It's not like uh, Las Diaz or or what's with the, well, the umpire. What's the uh, Angel Hernandez? Nothing like that. Uh, but there there are there are officials in the NFL. People like Jerome Boger. Like, nobody loves anything in life more than Jerome Boger likes holding. That's it. <laughs> like he loves holding. <laughs> Calls it 50 times a well, game. I wish he had been official when I was playing. Yeah, well. <laughs> they, was, don't, they didn't call it enough. Nobody likes that guy. No, they, the offensive linemen don't. The fans particularly don't. You don't. No, I mean, it's, I don't really care. I'm just talking about it's It's just everywhere you go in that stadium, people are screaming at you. That last game I went to it was a Jerome Boger game. It was Vikings-Bears on Monday night. They were everybody who was screaming at Boger. <laughs> Boger, you suck. Boger, how you live with yourself? Screaming at him. <laughs> Who wants that? For they what? They throw beer at him, too? What does he get paid? Honestly, enough to get that abuse? They get six figures. They get paid well. To take that abuse? Yep. All right. That's why you have that job. Pays well. You're in the game, and you 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 have an adrenaline you, Would rush. you be an NFL referee, Mike? No, I would crumble. Pete, you're looking for something else to do. <laughs> no. I, right, okay. These no. guys. I'd do it. They don't. 
They can't stand being here. And they wouldn't take that job over what they're doing. Maybe the replay center. <laughs> yeah, right. You're anonymous, sort of, right? I think I think I think it was complete. I, I don't think it was complete. I, just make a decision, Mike. Fine, Brian, you're ejected. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Mike, Mike in the replay. Yeah, have some center. good conversations with those I, refs. I really right? don't know. I mean it's good stuff. I don't know. Let me ask Bogish. <laughs> Just making decisions. <laughs> All right. Coming up next, a talk radio call for the ages. You do not want to miss this audio. Someone sent it to me yesterday. I can't stop laughing at it. You're going to hear it next. Give us a call right now. 855-212-4CBS. There's this audio that we have to play. Okay. That someone sent to me that is just incredible stuff. So, Andrew Bogus has a sports update, and then we'll get to that. Bogus. Guys, between the Lightning and the Dolphins, they like to get loud on radio broadcasts in Florida. Second to goal for the four. Cutler, back to throw again. Looking. Fire. Right open. Touchdown. Jarvis Lander, his second of the night. Nobody around him, Jimmy. Wide open, two yards deep in the end zone. His second touchdown. Wow. Jimmy Steflo and Joe Rose and a dude riding the crowd mm-hmm. mic on Dolphins Radio. Second touchdown catch for Jarvis Landry. Third touchdown throw from Jay Cutler while the Dolphin defense held the Patriots to 248 yards and zero third down conversions. How Miami, a 27-20 win, preventing New England from clinching the AFC East. Tom Brady's team now a game behind the Steelers as they meet Sunday in Pittsburgh. It's a short week, and we have a lot to catch up on. I mean, we can't go up there and play as poorly as we did tonight. I think we have to do a lot of things better, and I certainly have to do a lot of things better. And uh, that's where my focus is going to be this week. Brady picked off twice, sacked twice, hit five other times as the Patriots' mm. eight-game winning streak ended. Michael Bennett, Quentin Jefferson, no other Seahawks expected to be suspended for Sunday's incidents in Jacksonville, but the league continues to review what happened, so fines are still possible. Eagles QB Carson Wentz did tear his left ACL Sunday at the Rams. He is done for the season, as is Jets QB Josh McCown, ending one of the greatest love stories in the NFL this season. Me and Josh have a great relationship. I have respect for him as a player and a man. Will you remember me? We'll forever be connected. Uh, oh wow! <laughs> forever. <laughs> forever, like a like a Todd Ball, a dying ninety-five-year-old Todd Ball. If <laughs> anybody reached Josh yet, <laughs> somebody get Josh here before I pass away. I need to say goodbye. But Dad, your whole family's here. I know. But there's one thing missing before I go. Keep your ears open, okay? Hold on for just a little longer. He's on the way. His flight, his flight got diverted. Daddy just he just played a game for the Jaguars yesterday. I know it's amazing. The longevity of that man. Are you interested in sports? Uh, poor Todd Bowles Jr. once. One last conversation with his dad, and his dad's calling him Josh, and he's just got to take it. <laughs> you got to let it go, Dad. <laughs> it's been 40 years. You were five and eight. <laughs> you weren't there, man. You don't know. What do you do? 
Uh, all of this because Josh broke his left hand in Denver on Sunday. Bryce Petty will start moving forward for a gang green. The Oklahoma City Thunder had won four of five, starting to feel good about themselves. Mm. And then the Hornets came to town last night. On the wing, Kaminsky for three. Good! The Hornets hit their 10th three-pointer, and Oklahoma City wants a timeout. Steve Martin, Hornets Radio, Charlotte scoring 40 points in the third quarter, 64 in the second half to win in OKC, 116-103, their first road win since October 30th. Carmelo Anthony did not stick around to speak with reporters after the game. The Warriors down the Blazers, 111-104. The Raptors' six-game winning streak ending at the Clippers, 96-91. The Bulls beat up the Celtics, 108-85. And the Rockets won their 10th straight, 131-23 over the Pelicans, 26 points, and a career-high tying 17 assists for James Harden. Villanova takes over the top spot in the AP College Basketball Poll after Duke lost at BC over the weekend. Michigan State got 19 first-place votes as well. They move from third to second. Wichita State is now number three. SMU has hired Sonny Dykes as its new football coach, replacing Chad Morris, who took the Arkansas job. Sonny will coach the Mustangs in the Frisco Bowl next week. And on ice, the Avalanche down the Penguins 2-1. The Islanders cooled off the Caps 3-1. Anaheim top Carolina 3-2. Friends? All right, thanks, Bogus. So when I was in Pittsburgh, I worked for KDK-FM, which was Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. Those call letters might sound familiar to yep. those who pay attention because KDK-AM was the first ever commercial ever. radio station. It still exists. Started it all. It's a news talk station. So it's an amazing. The history of it is is remarkable. Mm-hmm. And what it is now is it's a political talk station, and they use some of their airtime for paid programming, and some magic comes out of this station now from the listeners and the callers and the hosts. So from time to time, I'll get emails that say, did you hear what happened on the AM today? So yesterday was one of those days. Someone sent me audio of a caller to a show, a guy whose name actually, ironically, is Chris Moore, not our Chris Moore mm-hmm. at CBS Sports Radio, but another Chris Moore, who's taking calls on issues, right? So this guy calls up, and he's got his own issue. Take a listen. Hi, Chris. How are you? Real fine. And you? Very well, thank you. Listen, I just wanted to tell you, I'm a minority, and um, I take exception to what you said about minorities being being uh, unjustly impugned. Well, what exception do you take? I'm unjustly impugned. How? What do you mean, how? Please, Chris, come on now. What you, I'm, you, you're the one who called here and said you were a minority and you're being unjustly impugned. I just ask you how. It's a pretty easy question to answer. Okay, fair enough. In the first place, we account for a large percentage of the crime in the United States. Mm -hmm. And I'm tired of people saying that the problem is the way we were uh, uh, (laughs) put in a a minority class with um, poor. That's not right. Well, what minority, what minority are you part of? I'm a midget. <laughs> I thought that was an incorrect term. I thought you'd say little people. Well, it, I that's that is the correct term, little people. But I'm a midget. Okay. 
So, how, and you've been unfairly impugned? People think because you're I'm a midget, you commit crime? I'm justly impugned all the time, and I'm just sick about it. <laughs> what, they think you commit crime because you're a midget? Yeah. I've, I've never heard this before. Well, I'm sorry people do that to you. I am, too. I'm very sad about it. I feel something in the way about it, Chris. Well, then you, you know, you should get all the midgets or little people, whatever you want to call them correctly, together, and you should start marching and protesting. And to tell you the truth, if you can show evidence that you are unfairly discriminated with I, and you'd let me, I'd march with you. Here you have it. Is that not... The single most <laughs> precious piece of audio that we've been blessed with here in 2017. <laughs> what minority are you? I'm a midget. <laughs> There's so many hidden gems in this. Yeah. Where he goes, I thought that was the incorrect term. That, by the way, that Chris Moore could not have handled that yeah. any better. I thought that was the improper term. That's right. It is little people, but I'm a midget. <laughs> you make no mistake. Well, all you midgets need to band together and march. People think that you commit crime because you're a midget? Yes. Well, I never heard that before. You see that midget over there? Watch him. You know how they are. I thought that was an incorrect term. I thought you'd say little people. Well, it, I that's that is the correct term, little people. But I'm a midget. <laughs> I feel sick about it. Right, I feel some kind of way about it, Chris. Because <laughs> I'm a minority. <laughs> what, what minority? Are you? <laughs> uh, remarkable. <laughs> I mean, I would love to talk to that Chris Moore about that phone call. I mean, it is difficult. It is unbelievably difficult to keep your composure in that situation and do the and say the things that he said during that phone call. I I don't know how he did it. Yeah, he's better man than me. March. (laughs) I've never heard this before. I've never heard this. We get profiled all the time. Let me tell you. He also goes, I'm sorry they're doing that to you. <laughs> Maybe if you were taller, you get the benefit of the doubt. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, because I'm a gnome. Coming up next. The That's ball, good. The Ball brothers go from sunny California to beautiful Lithuania. <laughs> We're coming right back. It's Gio and Jones on CBS Sports Radio. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Our buddy Phil Savage is going to join us at 825 Eastern time. He's got the Senior Bowl coming up. He works as the Alabama Crimson Tide color analyst for the football broadcast, so... He'll talk to us about that. <clears throat> and uh, he's one of the many guys who uh, was a smart guy, went to the Browns, and got fired. <laughs> so we'll talk to him about that as well. He's a perfect guest for us. He really is. All right, so the Ball brothers, uh, who are not named Lonzo, Leangelo, and Lamelo Ball, are now going to play in Lithuania Yeah, for... Freyanu Vitautas. <laughs> Mikey B, is that correct? 
Vitas. No, you got it. Vitatos. I don't know if I got it. Prienu Vitautas. And the coach of that team is named Virginia Juice (laughs) Sexos. What? Which is very (laughs) ironic. (laughs) I'm not kidding. That is not his name. Look. uh, Look at your own rundown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Virginia Juice Sexus. Which is confusing to me. (laughs) I've never heard this before. (laughs) So apparently. Wow. Apparently Sexus. Yeah. Is been described as the Lithuanian Lavar <laughs> Ball. Well, this was a match made in heaven, right? <laughs> or this match was needed to consummate. Yeah, I guess for, so. For vintage juice. Yeah, it was serendipity. For, for vintage juice and sex. <laughs> for vintage <Virginia> juice. <laughs> Virginia juice. Sex juice. <laughs> The head coach of Prieno Vitautis. So they're all together as one big happy family in oh, Lithuania. Hey. I saw one of the Barstool guys tweet out. It was genius. Like, imagine being these ball kids and your father comes to you and says, I'm going to rip you out of sunny Southern California <laughs> and drop you in Lithuania while you're in high school. <laughs> one of them's in high school, huh? the other's in college. Yeah, and they probably don't even know where it is. <laughs> hey, why would you? If you're them... Mm. So, wow. I don't know. I've I've thought about that from the standpoint of a senior who doesn't want to go to college and goes overseas to play because there are leagues there that are very competitive. Yeah. And I thought, you know, why don't we see more of this? So Brandon Jennings do it, I believe, in Italy. Why don't more guys do yeah. that? You know, you get some life experience. You go over there. You get paid. You don't have to. If you don't want to go to college. Right. I mean, I don't know how I would handle it, personally. I think that my whatever the financial situation that I had at the time would sort of drive that or if I didn't want to leave family and friends or who would come with me. So I don't think it's a crazy idea, but the problem is you've got Leangelo who's leaving UCLA where his brother, of course, had a ton of success and went to the NBA, and he's not really a NBA draft prospect, leaving UCLA after this embarrassing issue in China. I can't imagine this is what he wants. He's going there. And LaMelo is 15. So he's got years to go. He was going to get home. Right. I guess he still is going to get homeschooled yep, in yep. Lithuania. Makes more sense for him than it does for Leangelo. But it's early, though, for this, I think. I mean, to, to, to not, I don't know, to not finish out high school and then to go. Like, I always thought as a gap between high school and the NBA. But he's not being as a, homeschooled. But not in so, lieu so of. whether you're in hanging out Virginia Juice in, in Lithuania <laughs> or you're hanging out in, in Southern California, you're still being homeschooled, right? Yeah. Now you get your foreign language credit. What I want to know is, does this mean that America is losing LeVar Ball? Hmm. Is he going to be in Lithuania? Most of the time, huh? That's it. I would think so. You know, or he leaves the wife there. But with her health issues, you would think he's going to be there with the boys. And this proves right here that we are globally connected because this dude, as bombastic as he has been, now uh, he obviously has some type of following in Lithuania where he has name recognition, and so they thought this was a good idea. 
Yeah, uh, Mikey B tweeted out some pictures of Virginia Juice. I have not seen him yet, the coach of mm-hmm. this Lithuanian team. So I'm going to take a look at him now as uh, I go through Twitter. There he is. For, wow, Virginia Juice. Older cat. Big dude. Looks very angry. Those are the ways that I would describe him. You can go to at Geo and Jones. Let's see what Virginia Juice look like. <laughs> what? Oh, there's the things you didn't expect to hear. No, midget and Virginia Juice. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. These are the things. Yeah, I don't know. I, oh, I can't dang. imagine. He does I, look fiery. Yeah, I can't imagine that LeVar is going to say goodbye to his fame here in America to be in Lithuania full time. He may be even more famous over there. Maybe. News travels fast. Lithuanian ball fans. He was at yeah. a pop-up store here in New York City. He had fans outside taking pictures of him and stuff. There you go. They were into it. So, yeah. I, you know, I don't know. Um, I haven't seen anything about what his plans are. They've now officially, and I know that people have said that this happened a long time ago, but they officially have become a joke to me now. Like, it was one thing when they were going to UCLA and LeVar was being bombastic and he had their bowler brand. Now that he's got two kids, one that he's ripped out of Chino Hills, which, of course, was a very successful situation for them at one point. And then UCLA to go to Lithuania? (laughs) Like, now you're a joke. You know, I mean, it's not not everybody else's issue. It's your issue. And you're going to pull this guy homeschool him the rest of the way? He's going to be playing for the. Well, that was a joke, and the rationale was he didn't believe in the coach there at uh, at, at the high school, and he had run-ins with the coach a, a year ago during the playoffs, and he has run-ins with all these coaches. They're good until they lose. Uh, so UCLA, when they were on a nice run last year, the coach knew what he was doing. Uh, once they lost it to to Kentucky in the in the tournament, they had no idea what they were doing. So he he's all over the damn map, and he's been that way, and he's been successful, and it's worked for him up to this point, and let's see if this move is going to be a positive or a negative. James is in Albany on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, James. Good morning, fellas. How's it going today, all right? Good. Very well, James. What's so up? Good. I want to give you a Latvian good morning, kumpelis and kertleri. <laughs> yeah, James. Uh, that a boy. <laughs> and I, just, uh, I also wanted to comment, you know, for American standards, 15 is really young, but when you think about it, I mean, Frank Milikina, Ricky Rubio, I mean, how old was Porzingis? Um, when he started playing professionally as well. so Yeah, but those um, guys grew know. up there, right? I mean, it's a little different story when you're ripping a guy out of Southern California and everything he's known and drop him in Lithuania at 15 Great. years old. I think it's wonderful for him. L- LeVar doesn't speak Lithuanian? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think it's wonderful for him, Brian? I, at that young age, I mean, go and enjoy another culture. I think that's going to be great. You think he's going to appreciate that? He should. He, maybe it won't resonate so now. his family and friends? Maybe it won't resonate now, but down the road, he'll be better he's, off for it. He's going to appreciate colors because they don't have any colors for any buildings or anything. <laughs> maybe snow. That's about it. Yeah. Look how well-rounded Kobe became from his, his uh, life over in Italy. Okay. I mean, you he know. He can always come back home. I'm just saying. He still I think this went is to high good. school in Philadelphia, though. You know? Well, I mean. LaMelo. On, which flip, one are we t- on the flip side, it doesn't work out, though, with people like Sebastian Telfair who head over and and then they don't do too much when they come back. Right. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I think from a cultural standpoint, it is great. I mean, I think that this fame and, and great call, James, and thanks for the uh, Edzus Calculus 
shout out our buddy in Universal and- Shop, Gherkins and Partneries, mm-hmm. and Humbley. <laughs> um, I just, to me, the guidance here that that how long is this going to last? We'll see. We'll find out. Now, at the rate they've I been know going, we're gonna see, at but the rate that LeVar Ball has been going may not last long, but we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll see. But nothing They're going to come with, back. And I'm the, being homeschooled. Yes, I'm being ripped from from uh, my my normal existence in Southern California, but I get to go see another part of the world. How can nobody, What's wrong with that? At that age, they don't appreciate it. Or they're going to be in a homesick. And another part of the world is a disgusting place. It's not fun. They're not going How to How do the, you know? You have been a Lithuanian. I don't do exactly. You know, Why would disgusting? I even think it's uh, uh, Lithuania? Like you're going to medieval times. You're telling me that of all the places you could go, Lithuania is on your short list. I'm not saying that, but to say it's disgusting when we've never viewed it, we've never been I there. I know enough about it to know, you know that I don't want to go there. You just know the basketball coach's name, Virginius. I know that it's dis- there's, it's cloudy. It's it's drab. It's Come cold. Like here. Yeah, but I, it's a little bit different. <laughs> Just a little bit, by the way. I mean, people come here from all over the world to try to make a life. You know, only the balls are going to Lithuania to make theirs. <laughs> so, I mean, seriously. Like I said before, some people can cut it here, some people can't. It's <laughs> the way it is. Some people got that thick blood, yeah. some people got that thin blood. It's, it's- Six months out of the year, I can cut it. You're right. <laughs> I haven't seen year. enough snow. I grew up with snow. Oh, I've yeah. had enough. You, you grew up we with had, snow. Have you been to West Texas yeah, in the I've winter? I've heard about this. Oh, you, you get a little bit of snow. No, you don't, don't get, get a little bit. You get a dusting. You don't get There's no dusting. dusting. Yeah, okay. Lubbock, Texas. Check out the weather. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the most mm. snow you've seen in Lubbock. Oh, man, we have six feet at times. What? Six feet yes. of snow. It's West Texas. Yes, it gets cold. Get a lot Six of snow. Feet. Yes, yes. So, how tall are you, Mike? Five eight. So Mike would be buried yes. from head to toe in the snow in Lubbock. Yes, you're Sometimes. out of your mind. I'm not out of my mind. Six I was there. I'm not feet. being nostalgic. You were there. So there was a snowstorm when you were growing up. It was yes. dumped six yes. feet on you. Yes, I was willing to bet my life Who that that didn't it? happen. You're dead. <laughs> Six. I'll tell your baby. The, what the, happened? The snowstorm. <laughs> of yes. all time happened in Lubbock yes. where they've done six Check feet. Check the of- almanac. <laughs> yeah, well, I just did a quick Google search. Looks like 16.9 inches was the record. That's the record? <laughs> One foot of snow? No. One and a half? No foot. way. Six, six feet. feet. They don't get six feet in Antarctica. Yes, they do. No, they don't. Add it last weekend here. <laughs> Oh my goodness. What's the average snowfall? Yearly. <laughs> I don't know. Let's take the last 10 seconds to try to figure that out. 500 feet. There you go. Oh, all right. Uh, you proved me wrong. Gio and Jones, CBS Sports Radio. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.